0: Let's go in-depth on Iowa State with the Des Moines Register. It's time for Cyclone Insider, powered by G-MIG's 5th Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. I can't say I'm a big fan. Williams going to love that. (laughs) I really like the music I could make fun of for you guys. Cyclone Insider off and running here on a Tuesday afternoon. Tommy Birch and Randy Peterson in studio. Interesting. Pete, you like the new music? You a fan of the format? I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah, see, Randy Peterson when <laughs> he didn't it, even notice. When I'm comes, a huge
1: fan. Yeah, I did not.
0: I'm when a huge it comes fan. to, this, I was
1: still prepping.
0: When it comes to this stuff, the stuff like music, Tommy, that we're playing for, Randy's the only guy that seems to care. When it comes to, <laughs> especially
1: when it's when it, especially when it's run out music <laughs> yeah, when the football right. teams run out onto the field.
0: Uh, Tommy, does Randy care more about entrance music and Sweet Caroline or can, what that. color uniforms? Probably Sweet
2: Caroline. I mean, Squeak Caroline's like his his. I've been you known like to stand music. up in the
1: press box and and walk outside because you can't hear anything in the press box during the the between third and fourth quarters. If Iowa State's ahead, that's when they that's when they do it. Yeah, I've been known to walk. Pete, why can't outside that and rock. story
0: be? I've been known to stand up and sing along in the press box because you can't hear it in the press box because it's too noisy. <laughs> Yeah, you can't hear anything in there.
1: You can't even hear any. It's too noisy in that press box.
0: I'll have you guys kind of walk me through this afternoon, if that's all right, because uh, I, I, I even sent Chris a text. said, dude, tell me what I'm supposed to talk about on Cyclone Insider. But there's one story I know we have to lead with, and we kind of teased it there, Pete. Your piece on uniforms, man. Break it down for us. What's the scoop here?
1: I don't know whether the scoop or not. But the thing, the thing I found interesting, um, yesterday in Templeton. You ever been to Templeton?
0: Uh, no, it's a cool little town. I drove nope. through. We were, we were on yeah. a tractor ride there, and we, yeah. this was about ten years ago. And the the, the distillery was not what it yeah. is today. Obviously,
1: the last time I the the t- only time I've been to Templeton is when we drive to um, Okaboji.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, and, and but yeah, it was cool. um They've I, and when I'm in a town for the first time, I I just love to just drive around and 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 see the town. It's not much driving around you have to do, but there's some <laughs> okay. gorgeous houses there, and and um yeah, it was kind of cool. And I, I drove by the distillery and I saw this big big bus this big touring bus in there and i'm thinking oh my god you know buffett that's the jimmy buffett stop he's concert hey, tonight. tonight right i said he must have stopped at at the templeton Rye place that was cool and so i as so then i went to where the uh, site for the cyclone tailgate now wait was.
0: was it buffett do you know for sure
1: and then i got to the site where the cyclone tailgate <laughs> tour was and so here comes every all the iowa state dignitaries <laughs> getting off the bus and, and, you know, talking about, about the, the tour they would just been through at Templeton Rye. So, no, it was the okay, Iowa was Pignitors. Okay,
0: okay. Well, that they, they're deserving of a they fancy bus They were at Templeton Rye.
1: So, so anyway, okay. so I said to Campbell as he gets off, as he gets off the bus after just touring, um, um, Templeton Rye Distillery. I think they give you some shots too while you're there. I think. I've heard that.
0: Non alcoholic. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. I've heard, I don't know whether that's true or not, but I actually I've heard that.
2: It's the point. But
1: but yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, but anyway, so I said to, I said to Campbell, I said, okay, when are you? You know, I said let's just get to the bottom of this. When are you unveiling your black uniforms? And you know, he started to answer, and then he started laughing at me. You
0: know, and what do you uh, mean he started to answer? Well, I. He I mean, you, me. you, when you say he started to answer, he said, it. we're going to do it September. No, oh, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, well, he, he did say, well, we're, and then, and then he started laughing at me. And, he, and, and uh, um, he, he, that's when he said that, that they're special. The uniforms, big game uniforms will be a dark color. He didn't say what color, and I didn't press him because I really don't care. But, um,
0: <laughs> Tommy, what's your guess? Black, dark gray? Black, yeah, oh, yeah black. Uh,
2: the one thing
0: that, is that going back to the charcoal?
2: No, I'm thinking black. Ah, okay. The thing is, like, burn them. What Matt Campbell does a really good job of is listening to Iowa State fans. And these are simple things that he can do that can go a long ways towards appeasing the fans. I mean, things like the entrance song, you know. You, Randy and I have talked about for a long time, we don't give a crap what the song's going to be, but thousands of fans that sit in the stadium or hang out home the fall follow the game, they care. They're passionate about it. Bam. Easy fix. All Campbell has to do is say, this is what I want it to be. Campbell wants new uniforms? Get it done. Talk to somebody at Nike now. The interesting thing from Randy's column, that, uh, Will probably interest Iowa State fans is the fact that Nike was willing to, to help out Iowa State. Cause I'm sure at one point, um, like Randy alluded to in the column, Iowa State probably wasn't too high in the pecking order <laughs> when it came to Nike wanting to help. But it's like I said, the, the best thing, one of the best things about M- Matt Campbell, besides the winning part, is that he really does listen to the fans and engages with them and mm-hmm. takes into consideration what they want i think that was a, uh, an aspect of the program that was missing from the previous regime and that's why fans hmm. have embraced him and his staff so much
1: and and the black is i mean Tommy, me what what color shirt does matt campbell wear how much how often does matt campbell wear a black shirt into the monday press conferences a ton yeah a black yep. shirt and black pants yeah yeah so I mean I just mean, color
2: I think then the next thing that um um that I would say fans want to see for a uniform would be um uh camo I think that's that's a look that you've seen a lot of teams go with and and I think fans are are yeah. kind of waiting for it, but it's kind of baby steps right now. I, can I also, see Williams jiggling in this chair right yeah. now, thinking about Iowa State camo
0: stuff. I mean, there all were, this stuff, Tommy fits into that category to me. Of and you, I think you hit it on the head that Campbell understand has his finger on the pulse of the fans. He doesn't and the recruits exactly. exactly. I
2: found that interesting too. What I watched the yeah. the video that Randy had when he caught up with Campbell, and Campbell said he wanted to get that out there for recruiting purposes, that r- recruits wanted to see it. it. The last set of new uniforms, or I guess the first set of new Might uniforms, first, I think, yeah. that Iowa State unveiled, um, or the different alternate look, whatever it was, uh, they surprised the team with. I remember they, they showed yeah, remember up to that. Jack Trice Stadium, and they walked into the locker room and just went nuts, where now he's like, okay, um, he understands that that's what the kids want because remember Paul Rhodes was always just like I'm a traditionalist mm-hmm. you know I want the the normal just plain uniforms and that's great there's a lot of old school people that want those but there're not a lot of high school kids that want to play in college football that want old school
0: all right so you guys have to help me out with this cuz I've seen this evolution with Kirk Ferrens right where he this stuff that he didn't care about—the alternate uniforms, a, 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 social a, a, media, the social media, a fifty-yard line logo, yeah. a logo on the water tower—all this stuff that, you know, it, man, that doesn't help us win football games. I don't understand why people care about this stuff. I have seen an evolution with Kirk Ferentz. I feel like where he's starting to embrace this stuff, and I feel like he's even a little bit more open about. Where his position is,
2: and, it does not yeah, directly help you win football games, but it helps you get people exactly. Who can help I, and you I'm, not the, I'm
0: not trying to make I'm not trying to make that point. I'm, I think I've seen Coach Ferentz come around a little bit to the idea of this might not be important to me, but I understand it's important to other people. And that's yeah. how important is this to Matt Campbell? It's I,
1: important in the fact that, like Tommy said, the fans like it. Yeah and and Iowa State has a very very loyal fan base and so the more you can make them happy the better but but possibly more important and like we've all, all alluded to is that for some reason recruits ask about those things mm-hmm. not Matt said not as much today as they used to but they're still asking about okay what kind of what kind of um how many sets of uniforms do you have and that's mind-boggling. Recu- it is. I, it's, I, it's it's crazy. But if recruits are wondering that, and more than just one recruit is wondering that, then maybe there's something there.
2: If you you know if if you want to get into it, where the aspect that at some point they may be asking about it more. You know, you've written about you know sports gambling possibly uh college athletes being able to benefit off their likeness and stuff like that. If you think about it, if you're an Iowa State football player and you've got ten different jerseys, different styles that you can sell off, including, you know, the black one or the camo one or just the The one time you wore it and you beat Iowa. I mean, think about what was the year that they won the the beat Iowa. The beat Uh,
1: Iowa was the first year after the resumption, and they
2: smoked. Think about think about Think about if you're Alan Lazard and you wore one. You know they brought those back. You you wore it. You scored four touchdowns in the game. Autographed that. You can make some good money off I, of that. I
1: agree hundred percent, and I'm glad you're coming
0: around to my way of thinking that be paid
2: <laughs> more than they're paid now.
0: Us eastsiders, <laughs> we usually got to beat up on these westsiders for a little while, don't we, Gosh. Randy? It's just amazing, man. Finally get finally get through. around it's, them. It's, it's good so to hear. Our side of All right, so you've uh, you've tackled the uniforms question. Okay, what else? Uh, what, what's the other what's the other hot topic this week in in Cyclone
2: Country, Tommy? Probably just the idea of waiting on Linda Wigington's yeah. decision right now. I mean, what's think the we, time frame on this? I mean, do you have do you have any idea? Is it this week? Is it this month? Is it, the, it really will it be could, draft week? I mean, I'm guessing it's a couple of days or maybe the day before. Yeah, know, the, all depend on what he's. Well, Monday's and, a holiday. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: And the deadline is May thirtieth.
0: Okay. So it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen in the next week.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, and it may go up to 11:59 p.m. on whenever yeah. that whether, whether that's so maybe May 29th Wednesday. or May 30th, whichever. But um, it's the there's chatter starting to pick up now among uninformed people <laughs> 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 who are who are who are thought, saying, wait, are you talking about me? <laughs> who <laughs> the people who are saying that that they've been hearing through the grapevine that 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 people up in Nova Scotia are saying, hey, turn pro. Or and that he's been hearing, or that he's been hearing from the, from people saying that um, that no, you shouldn't turn pro. So and that's the that's part of the evolution of all this. Tom, you got you got feeling on this or?
2: Yeah, I mean, right now it's like Randy said. I think he's gonna take up until I mean maybe not the the eleventh hour, but he's gonna take a while just because the more workouts you can get, the more time you can get around NBA people. The more you're going to get your name out there. And while it may not matter right now, it's going to matter next season. Plus, I mean, who knows? You get in a last second workout with somebody they really, really love you and say, Hey, we're, you know, we're going to take you. I mean, it's, it's, that's why you wait. There's no big hurry. Iowa State isn't pressuring him to make a decision right now. They're just kind of along for the ride, just waiting and wondering. But I mean, my, my thought is, He's coming back. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with that. I, 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 and I haven't heard from anybody. I'm going to go right out there and say it. But,
2: but except for the uninformed, except for I like
1: the, that. I'm going to use the that. Informed, yeah. Um, I, I think it'd be best for him to come back, unless yeah. unless he's unless he's a first round draft choice, which I've not seen him listed anywhere, yeah. or unless he's got a promise to be a high second round draft choice. If somebody has told him, has assured him that that. If you're available for our first, in the first, you know, if, 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 I don't, I'm just throwing out a team. Let's say the Oklahoma City where he's working out today. Let's just say Oklahoma City's got a high second round draft choice. If he gets promised and say, and I'm just throwing that out there, mm-hmm. if he gets promised by Oklahoma City or anybody with the top five of the second round draft choice and says, if, if, if you're available when it's our turn, we will pick you. He'll probably
0: go out. That seems right, Tommy. That, early second absolutely. round. Yeah, early second round, he's still going.
2: The thing yeah. for Lindell Wigington is he's been pretty adamant that he he doesn't want to play in the G League. It's got to be some place where he's spending the bulk of his time on an NBA roster. And the longer you go into the draft, the, the further you fall, the more likely you are that you're going to end up in the G League. Even if you're a first-round draft pick. So... It it's got to be something very very convincing for an NBA team to tell Lindell not to come back because, from a profit standpoint, I got to imagine, you know, an, an iron clamp guarantee of where you're going in the draft just doesn't make sense for for him to 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 not come back because he he benefits more in terms of what he can do in terms of developing, getting better, getting more experience, and improving right. that draft stock because Randy's looked at the draft projections and come next year is where his yeah. name really starts popping up.
1: And, and maybe this is a selfish standpoint. It's not from a fan standpoint. It's a selfish reporter standpoint.
2: And There is a difference. There is, there's
1: a heck of a difference. Watching, from our standpoint, watching and reporting on good basketball is a heck of a lot better than watching and reporting the, on bad basketball. Well, Linda Wigington could be the difference between good and mediocre.
0: I'll, year. As, as everybody knows where my allegiances are, I really hope he comes back. He was fun to watch. And I was going to say, Tommy, even when you were – something popped in my head. he. I Something tells me this kid comes back because he had so much fun playing college basketball last year. He was – he didn't even get the full flavor of what Hilton Coliseum and, and Ames, that community, does behind a great basketball team. He might have gotten a taste of it. He didn't get the full flavor. Yeah, and, and if he think... comes back this year and they are able to do something special there, um, now and then and then take that name from possible high second round to all of a sudden we're talking about a kid that's in that middle of the first round and guaranteed time and guaranteed a lot of money. I think that's the way it goes. Yeah,
2: I mean, playing on a winning team is not going to only help Iowa State, but help him get his name out there. More people are going to watch and see what he's doing. and Plus, it's just going to help his play more. I mean, come next season, he's not going to be leaned on as much. He's going to be a very important role. That offense Mm -hmm. is going to revolve around him. But as opposed to last season, I mean, it was at some point just him and y were Bab. You know, it's the, the bulk of what that team was going to do and outside of, and Cameron Lard.
0: Uh, well, but it now, was either one or the other. Yeah, I felt like it now, was, you didn't get all three most exactly. of the time. Right
2: Now there are going to be much more pieces to the puzzle for him. And I got to imagine you, you come to college for one year. I mean, I, I keep looking at Porter's case. I mean, that's. That's gotta be really tough to, like you said, not get the full college experience. But then Lindell Wingington, you come, you have a, you know, your, your team has not very much success. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to leave on a sour? No, I know it all comes down to money, your future and that stuff, but that's gotta play a small factor as well. His
1: stock will rise.
2: Yeah. If he plays, completely agree.
1: Comes back and plays with a good team, with Shayok around him, with Michael Jacobson around, Halliburton him,
0: with, and maybe. With Halliburton, from, yeah, TNT,
1: right. or Taylor Horton Tucker, TNT, <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker, THT. Um, um, Lard, if I miss Lard, forgive me. Yeah. Shayok, <laughs> um, um
0: those guys. It would be a fun team.
1: Yeah, his yeah his NBA stock will be higher um, because he's not. He won't be counted on to, to do so many things. I didn't even say Nick Bab, assuming he comes back healthy. Him also, um, get him on a team with good players around him. He'll be an all conference, all Big Twelve guy. He wasn't even a three team. He wasn't even among the according to balloting. He wasn't even a top fifteen Big Twelve player last year. He wasn't invited to the combine. So, let's tap the brakes a little bit on how
0: you know. I I but I have no idea who's in his ear. <laughs> When we get back, Cardinal Baseball, about a half hour from now. So when we get back, we'll wrap up the 5 o'clock hour. But Randy and Tom are going to hang out until we throw things to St. Louis here around 620. Uh, Cyclone Insider wrapping up the 5 o'clock hour next here on 1460 KXNO. Everything you need to know about Iowa State, it's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register. Powered by G-Migs Fifth Street Pub Um, on 1460 KXNO. Love G-Migs. Big thanks to George Migliero for stepping up and uh, sponsoring not only Cyclone Insider, but he's also the sponsor of Hawk Central. We love G-Migs. I just was a fan of the old uh, imaging. I like the club techno Cyclone, uh, you know, hippity hop. It was great. I felt like Randy Peterson moved around a lot more to it. This is way too edgy. Felt like for I was
2: Pete. going to drink the original Fun Bar back in the late 2000s.
0: Oh, yes. For yeah. birthday week? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. You wanted to go there for birthday week. I'm they a, took care of you. So uh, knowing the rules and laws that I know now, <laughs> how in the heck did they get away with they using... They didn't teach you that at East High School? Well, <laughs> I, got, I, I made that course. I was there. <laughs> the uh, How did they get away with you? They used the Beatles song. And yeah. I, anyway, anyway, that's my brain. Well, on, are on they still in business? No, nah, I don't. Maybe that's part of it. <laughs>
1: did you cut that commercial? Did you do
0: it? No. Is that your voice? No, I don't think. No, because they used to cut their own. But man, I was—I did a lot of bars. Most of my bars were Larry Smithson bars. I was Larry's voice guy for a long, long time. So if the—if there was a—and he had a lot of them. He did. So Is I, he,
1: He's involved in
0: downtown though. Again. I think he's he just, back. At yeah, yeah, that's back the, old, the corner again. All yeah, right. back on the right. yeah, in the corner. Pete, uh, what, yeah. what happened? We uh, Neil Barry. Sort of, we, Coach Neil Barry. Thank Neil you. Neil Barry headed to Texas.
1: Yeah, he's he, that came out Sunday night, and or it started uh, the Iowa State basketball office. It started hitting that those people Sunday night at least. Um, yeah, he's. It sounds like he's going to join Shaka Smart's staff at Texas for some reason.
2: Um, he's you know, got a tie to the coaching he's staff. He's got a tie to the staff. He's been here for a couple of years. Three, three years. Year, right. He's so, been
1: here three years, okay. um, making $220,000. The the guy he's replacing made two twenty eight thousand dollars working for a, uh, Steve Prohm in Ames, where his job is as secure as... Tommy's job at the register, which is very secure. Going <laughs> I didn't to, know. I didn't know. <laughs> going to a place where Shaka Smart's job is as insecure as, as um,
0: I don't know.
2: William shared the
1: radio what. station. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. You mm-hmm. take all his time off. I don't that. know what. Hey, yeah, I didn't say that, Chris.
0: No, no. I don't know I,
1: what. But I guess anytime you expand your your horizon, your perspectives. I guess that's not a bad deal.
2: The kids that coach, you almost always have to be on the move. You got to think one step ahead. Almost, but it's like you said. When it comes to Iowa State, I think Neil had a pretty good thing going on here, but yeah. it was probably a good chance for him to um, reunite with a friend on the coaching staff mm-hmm. there and maybe just have more of an impact. Maybe I don't know. It's
1: life it's goes on for Iowa State. Um, Prom is is very into the trenches, the recruiting trenches. He's the guy.
2: Um, he got Wigginton pretty much himself. I mean, he got help. Neil on Barry. Wigington. Neil
1: Barry made the initial contact yeah. with Wigginton. Yeah. And and he was yeah he was the Wigginton point guy. Neil Barry also was the Shayok point mm-hmm. guy, and he was also the point guy for Tyrese Halliburton. But but Prohm is the is the down and dirty guy. I mean he he gets dirty also. I mean he's not like a um, he he gets after. I mean I mean I hate to make com- make comparisons with Fred, but Fred hated recruiting. I mean, Fred has said that.
0: Oh, he's been very open. Prom right? I think everybody understands yeah. that was that's Prom, why Fred left.
1: Yeah, Prom, Well, that no more. Well,
0: yeah, there was other I mean, things. Twenty five yeah, million reasons, right? It?
1: But, but yeah, Fred did not like recruiting, but Prom likes recruiting, and he gets out there and gets after it. So, um, and Neil Berry was was kind of a, was an X's and O guy, also he wasn't just a recruiter, he was a combo X's and O's guy and recruiter. So, hmm.
0: um, what know, is and, the uh, what is the school the the conference the ncaa's justification for limiting a kid transferring in conference or to a future opponent what what's the what's their there's no rule what's their reasoning most behind schools
2: it? most schools are the ones that kind of put those restrictions on okay. guys saying hey if we're going to release the, whether you it's
0: the school the conference however, yeah. what's the reasoning behind not allowing a player to go in, in conference
2: basically let's take Jacob Park, for for example, when Jacob Park wanted out of his scholarship from Iowa State, Iowa State said you can't go to um, can't go to Iowa. You and I, Drake, or um, I think anybody in the what's big twelve. Can you help me or anybody in the big twelve? What's the reason they don't they don't because want of, him beating? It's like
1: non compete. Yeah, let me put it in your terms A not compete. Okay, you couldn't go work for another radio
0: station, I assume. But the coaches don't have those. Those contracts? Coaches don't have those contracts.
1: And, so, and so that's why – yeah.
0: That's why there's – I mean I knew that. The fact that he went tells me that that doesn't happen. That's yeah, why there's chatter. I, I, go ahead. I, I was assuming that the reason that the schools did that was for some sort of competitive – they didn't want to put themselves at a competitive disadvantage. You don't want to – this guy that has intimate knowledge of your program – being in a
2: locker room of a team that has a week or two to prepare for yeah. your game. I mean, think about with uh, Baker Mayfield. You know, mm-hmm. started at yeah. Texas Tech as a walk-on, went to uh, you know, went to Oklahoma. Um, everything he had to go through from you know, basically starting off as a walk-on to to where he was. Yeah, yeah. it's basically you don't want to have brought this kid into the conference, expose him to everybody else. And then had people just, you Pick know, pull Yeah, him. yeah, yeah exactly. That's a good way. To put this, it.
0: Good way. I like it. Okay. Let's throw
1: this scenario out there from a from a school slash athlete standpoint, who has already signed national letters of intent. I'm just going to use an example here, please. I know how people like to selectively. Um, <laughs> a guy, hear. Is,
0: a person's turning on the radio right <laughs> now. Go ahead. I Pete. know exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. But this is a what if. What if, can you say that, can you throw a commercial in there for what if? Um, what if <laughs> Steve Prom in his search for a, um, an assistant coach? What if he calls up to Cedar Falls? What if he calls Kyle Green? What if he, uh, in, he, um, gauges Kyle Green, who's a Northern Iowa assistant? Kyle Green's interest in Iowa State. Kyle Green also just happens to have the son who's a number, number two, two th- recruit for 2018 and 19. What if I can't say that? More. I know it's boring, but I can't say that. No, I, I just I, I, are you like, I what, if? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what if? Yeah, yeah. What if? This is a hypothetical, you say? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, so
1: what? And so could Kyle Green come to Ames? Yeah. They have. He'd have to get out of his. He'd have to get get out of his. Um, School
2: would have to let you, out. let
1: you. Let you out of your letter intent. Do you think Jake would let him out of his letter intent to come to Iowa State?
2: No, but he did, let, he did let Doug McDermott out when uh, when his dad went to to Creighton. But those not are not Yeah, other. those are kind of apples and oranges. They're not playing each other.
1: I would not, yeah. Iowa State and Northern Iowa play every other yeah.
2: year. And that's that's you know what Ross said is something. Kind what of, if? uh Yeah, is <laughs> something that kind of popped up in in my mind this morning when I was thinking about the the Neil Barry situation. But you know I don't know who. Steve Prome's gonna go with next, but George. If yeah, he he's still got some playing to do. <laughs> but the thing that you've noticed about Prome is he doesn't put uh for higher ad out there and have some guys just apply for the job. It's he's always surrounded himself with guys he he's either coached, uh coached with or coached when they were players. You better not stuff put an, like that. You better not put an ad in the paper for a quarter of a
0: million dollar job. No, I don't think I would bad. apply. You
2: know what I mean, though. I mean,
0: he's if he's not, taking applications, yeah. Tommy, you let me know. They've got to post yeah. it
1: for X number, you know, for a while. But the, the, yeah. one, the key thing is, is there's another recruiting period that a live recruiting period that opens the Tuesday after Memorial Day. That ain't happening. He's not going to get a coach that quick, but it goes. It's, it's essentially game on in recruiting from the day after Memorial Day until maybe the end of July or okay. middle of July or something. It's game on. So at some point he's going to have to have another recruiter plus another coach plus Neil Berry was, was a recruiter for some of the, the high end guys that Iowa State still has on the hook out there also.
0: Uh, that could be interesting. All right, when we get back for a six o'clock hour, Tommy wants to talk about some football stuff. Tommy, you want to uh, you want to kick around some football stuff for those no. last seventeen minutes it. or so? All right, Cardinals Royals baseball coming up here at about twenty five minutes. Uh, Randy Peterson is anxiously awaiting first pitch of that game. That'll be around seven twenty, but six twenty is when we will throw it to the Cardinals broadcast. When we get back, some football talk to wrap up Cyclone Insider here on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO. Let's go in depth on Iowa State with the Des Moines Register. It's time for Cyclone Insider, powered by G Fifth Street Pub on fourteen sixty KXNO. Six o'clock hour here on Fanatics fourteen sixty KXNO. You ever had a hamburger
1: from G uh, What's that? A hamburger from G We go down there, Pete. Ugh,
0: when we're down there man. on Mondays. Um, during the football season, we usually do a couple broadcasts yeah. down there, and they have five dollar or six dollar burger night. It is one of the best
2: deals. Oh, in town. I mean, yeah. you can hear the grill. Oh. You can hear the burgers on the grill crisping That's when stuff. they're on the air.
0: Sometimes you get in, and you can't even get in. That's the I, you know they did the remodel yeah and I thought and George was so excited about it and I thought you know what is going to happen they they're going to like blow a wall out of this place they're going to be able to seat seventy five people in here no. and they came back and it was you know they'd redone the floor they added a couple yeah. of tables the bar was refinished everything was clean and pretty but they had just added a few people and we talked to George about it and he got that big smile on his face like Ross this is my place man yeah. this is my atmosphere this is what it's supposed to be is. That and it that's why you go in there and it's just a great time. But that Mondays down there when they're doing the burgers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh not, you can go in there and read Athlon magazine. Do you yeah, that's a good thing you can do, absolutely. Uh Tommy, that's kind of what you want to talk about here for a bit, right? In this yeah, podcast? Okay?
2: Yeah. Uh so Athlon kinda of released their all Big 12 football teams, and there were a couple of Iowa State guys that made first-team picks. David Montgomery, Julian Good-Jones, Deserving. Brian Peavy, and Shaquan Bailey. They had second, third-team, and fourth-team picks. But I think Randy and I were thinking there were a couple of guys missing from that first-team pick. Yeah, you know,
0: the guys that would have jumped out to me would have been Peavy and Montgomery. That would have definitely been first-team yep. guys. I think Good uh, Julian
2: Good-Jones is a great one. Uh, um Probably Julian Good Jones, probably the most underrated part of that team in terms of now the experience he brings to the offensive line, the versatility yeah. he can play every position on it, and just more than serviceable.
0: All right, Pete, who's the what's the one name that you think is missing from that first team?
1: Well, let me tell you, Julian Good Jones making that is, is is good. I mean. He might not even play center this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, that may not even be his primary position again. And that's where he was listed? That's where he,
1: they probably just had linemen, didn't Or just,
0: okay, okay.
2: Uh, let me see. Yeah. Uh, no, they have him listed as a center. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he's going
1: to move off the ball. But anyway, um, I'll, I'll just handle the offense. On off, Hakeem Butler, I think he should have been given a, a good look. Yeah. And, and,
0: See a second team guy, Tommy? Or
2: do they do second team? Yeah, he was a uh, second team. He's, yeah. Okay, that's that's it's, a good one though, Pete. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's
1: not a great year for quarterbacks in the Big Twelve, and that's why you know I mean Kyle Kemp would have been right up there anyway, but he's certainly
0: one of the top two by or three. by virtue of being a returning starter. Yeah, he would have been, yeah, up there. He's, okay. by
1: returning starter yeah. and having beaten Oklahoma and TCU and and. Uh, you know, and I he's always got, like to go he's against got a great, great and my good friend well, if, Tommy.
0: But, but he does have big targets. I yeah. mean, he's if he's whoever the quarterback is, that quarterback position this year is going to put up some impressive See, numbers. With I Hakeem think.
1: Butler, also he's—I he, don't want to say he had a straight jacket on last year, but but let's face it, Lazard was a big play guy. He was the guy that got the the um, um, got all the attention. So Hakeem Butler, I think I think could have been just as well mm. been a, a first
2: I like that one time. Hame- yeah, the I mean, okay. man, Hakeem Butler is going to be. A guy that I'm guessing by the end of the football season we're asking is this going to be the last year for him? He's he's got everything you want in a wide receiver. He's got a ton of size, he can catch just about everything thrown to him, and he's got some good speed too. So I mean man, if he wouldn't have been um if if he wouldn't have been surrounded by so many talented wide receivers last year in that first year, you would be talking about him kind of in the same conversation of productivity that you have with Alan Lazard. But that first year, um, his redshirt freshman year, I mean, just so many options at wide receiver. He wasn't even second, third, fourth, or fifth. He was so far down the line. But last year, he kind of emerged as one of the top two guys.
0: I like that. That's a great one for offense. Do you have a guy on defense,
2: Tommy, that jumped out at you? Yeah, I'd say Ray Lima. That's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean that defense and Joel. Joel winning gets so many accolades and and love and everything, and he should. Phenomenal story. Did a fantastic job. Um, exceeded everyone's expectations and deserves to be playing in the NFL right now. Getting his shot. But a lot of what Joel Lanning accomplished hasn't happened without Ray Lima on that defensive line, and Joel said it all the time, and and Ray even acknowledged it too that all those gaps were opening because of guys like Ray Lima, sometimes getting double teamed and and clearing the way for him to make good clean tackles and have a wide open look. So the fact that Ray is a third team pick on this list—that's oh, that, I was yeah. just going to ask—he's third team. Doesn't really shock me because, one, he plays for Iowa State. Yeah. Two, he isn't racking up the numbers. Right. because he I think in the that,
0: background, as you just pointed out a little yeah. bit last year, as far as the national scene. Yeah, you know?
2: and a junior college guy. So, you know, he's kind of a fresh face. But I think because of that second part where he's doing all the dirty work and kind of the quiet work, people – Randy knows this as well as anybody. A lot of us, when – you know we're all guilty of it when we're voting on postseason awards, especially for football, because there are so many different positions, a lot of us look at just the stats. You mm-hmm. can't see everything that guy's doing and Ray Lima is a guy that gets truly lost in the stats
1: i think I think another guy maybe would be Willie Harvey could fit in there someplace or or Payne um or Willie Harvey for sure. Those guys could fit in. How about in Pete,
0: where do you think Ray Lima ends up at the end of the year? You think at the end of the year he's a first team Big Twelve defensive lineman?
1: Probably not. Um they pick four. Maybe, maybe. Because Iowa State's only yeah, gonna play three, t- but he'll you know, be out there all the that, time.
0: Being first team, you just hit it on that's, the head, Pete. You gotta be <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta be one of the two yeah,
2: best.
1: Plus you gotta have a rep. You know, you gotta have a rep too.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now and, he's getting it. I think a lot so now of, he's get, yeah, yeah. A lot of coaches. Uh, around the Big 12, knows what he was doing and raped about what he was doing. But Randy hit on linebacker Willie Harvey, Willie Harvey the yeah. the one. That's a good one. Another one I was thinking about was Marcel Spears Jr. Yeah, good point. The thing about Marcel Spears Jr. Everything that we said we loved about Hakeem Butler is kind of probably the knock on Marcel Spears Jr. He's not that tall, not that big. He's good size, but not. The size that when you look at him, you say that's an NFL guy. He's still young though, but when if you on the flip side, you look at the sheer numbers, you're like, holy smokes, that guy had a hell of a season. And he really did.
1: If those guys play well at the beginning of the season, because that's going to be the make or break part of Iowa State's schedule, then they'll get their they'll get their their props. I mean, Iowa State. In their first six games, Iowa State has at Iowa, at home against Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State, at TCU. Oh, yeah. Those four of the yeah. first six games.
0: You win I mean, those, you you, you, you win a couple of those. You put up great performances yeah. on those. We're seeing those on, on Sports. They're Center. playing, yeah.
1: Iowa State opens with South Dakota State, week two, at Iowa, week three, at home against OU. Hmm. So, I mean, they're playing OU before they even, even finish with the non-conference. Those guys put up some numbers. Um, Kyle Kemp included. Those guys put up the numbers.
0: <laughs> well, they <laughs> in those games. Somebody's got to get the ball to them. Yeah. That's,
1: I, if those guys put up the numbers in the in the first half of the season, um they're they'd get their due.
2: Yeah. And I mean, the the most obvious choice when it came to that first team was and probably the easiest pick when it came to Iowa State was David Montgomery, yeah. who, you know, we've said this a ton of times. The the biggest question mark on this team may be the offensive line. And And that's not
1: much of a question.
2: Yeah. So that tells you how good. Yeah, if David Montgomery gets some room to run, what he did last season, maybe nothing compared to what he can do this season because he had no... Every yard he got, he got on his own. Randy here... Or Tommy... This guy in the room with us, Randy, he's
0: been watching Iowa State football for 137 years. Okay? Approximately. Uh, give or take what? Six, seven? I'm pretty close there, I think. I'm, yeah, I keep talking. I saw you were on the East High Hall of Fame. What year? You, you graduated in. <laughs> I am. Thank eight. you for noticing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so anyway, you've seen a lot. My point, not, not, you've seen a lot of Iowa State football, Randy, covering, yeah. being working for the register. You said something before we came on the air. Maybe you've said this on this program before. Uh, you think this kid could go down as the best running back at Iowa State not named Davis. I that's do, yeah. that's lofty.
1: I do think so.
0: Yeah, um, I I you know, I'm not argue. Like, like really. Tommy that's said good.
1: given given the fact that that what he did last year behind an offensive line that was still um finding its way hmm. and playing this year against an or behind an offensive line that's going to be significantly better. Yeah, if he stays healthy. That was a big thing about last year seemed was there a significant injury? I really cannot remember a significant injury. Yeah, and that's
2: uh, – no, no. I mean, that's, I mean, you had David Montgomery dinged up there at the end in Kyle Kemp, but that's that's an intriguing part about Iowa State too where you look at it, okay, part of it is strength and development, you know, taking a step forward. But then some of it's just bad luck too, and they've had some good right. luck when it comes to the injuries because towards the end of the roads era. You know, you had guys hurt all. I mean, the offensive line, but part of that also comes from the fact that you know they were playing offensive linemen when they were kids, when they yeah, weren't ready, and just took a toll. Yeah. So
0: that's so that when you said significant injury, and then I checked myself for a minute there because that was a couple years ago. Now that Jake yeah. got hurt at the beginning of the season, that was two years ago, I think. Now, yeah, I believe yeah, so. Anyway. And,
1: yeah, but but getting back to David Montgomery, yeah, I, I really believe that he could be um, hmm. better than. As, as good as – better than anybody other than Troy or Darren Davis. What Those about, guys are pretty
0: special. You mentioned earlier that the biggest question mark you think, and again, not a huge question mark, is this going to be this offensive line. It seems like the last couple of years, Randy, if there was – maybe, Tommy, I should a- ask this to you. Last couple of years, if we had a question about the off- a position group, it was the offensive line. But I feel like the biggest question mark or concern was depth overall for this team. You looked at the skill positions. You had a group of wide receivers that were good. You didn't know what you had at quarterback outside of Jacob Park last year. Uh has that is that has that come around a little bit do do Cyclone fans and does the co- do the coaching staff they feel a little bit more comfortable about the number of dudes they've got that can play Big twelve football?
2: Yeah, okay. and there's probably not a room that epitomizes that more than the quarterback room when you look at when Matt Campbell first got to Iowa State he basically, all he had in that quarterback room was pretty much um, a linebacker uh, and what? Joel, Joel yeah. Manning, <laughs> because Grant Rohatch was transferring, uh, and Sam Richardson Starcevich. was graduating. Guy, yeah, yeah. yeah Starcevich. Kyle Starcevich, who, yeah. and that was pretty much it. He had to go out and get Jacob Park. He had to go out and let Kyle Kemp come to him, because Kyle Kemp wanted to come play for him, took him on. That room was pretty much bare. Now you're talking about um, where it is a significant conversation that we're having. Who is going to play quarterback for Iowa State? Is it going to be Kyle Kemp the whole way? How much are we going to see Zeb Nolan? You're probably going to see Real Mitchell. People are extremely excited about Brock Purdy. That's... Four dudes right there that you feel really good about, talk about running back too it's even more um they have even more depth there with David Montgomery, Kanne wangu Johnny Lang, um even Chldon crony jr, and then the forgotten guy Mike Warren, so I think hmm. just yeah. based off of those two position groups tell you, yeah, obviously the biggest areas. You know, talk about the secondary, there's probably some concerns about depth, but now it's getting to the point where I think in the past, some of those position groups you'd be like, um, yeah, Iowa State's got some really good depth at wide receiver. But they've got no depth at safety here right, right. in the secondary, off- their no one the line has. Nobody
0: among. I mean you could yeah. go through all the other groups. There would
2: be one or two groups. There's, now
0: there's it's much more spread out. There's another change that I've noticed, Tommy, and again maybe we go back to lean on the experience of Randy here. I don't remember a time you mentioned two names there that pop out to me, uh Nwangu and Real Mitchell, that are great athletes. When we talk here, I see it in Randy. When we've you know, you guys are up at practice, Chris says it to me the same that with that same look. Like, man, these guys are freak athletes. They're crazy fast. We didn't hear that stuff about Iowa State. They might have you, you had you had dudes that showed up that were great players for their position. I don't remember in the past, where there were multiple athletes on the roster, where they weren't sure how to get them in the game, but they knew they had to get them in the game.
1: No, you're right, and it took it took Matt Campbell to come to figure out that Joel Landing had to be in the game, but not at quarterback.
0: Yeah, I mean, they figured <laughs>
1: out what to yeah. do with him. But Nowongo, he could play anything from running back to flanker to kick returner to you know to punt returner. He can do
0: any of that. Um, Is Real Mitchell? Give me he's your, your give he's me your, your finger on Wildcat guy. I yeah. Think. Okay, no? okay. Yes. No, Tommy.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's going to be... You do th- see him listed as a quarterback, though. Real Mitchell? Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. he's going to be like Joel Lanning, but Joel Lanning was more of a fullback. He's just going to be a next-factor yeah. type quarterback. He's going to be a second running play. back in, yeah. on,
1: on the field. Yeah.
2: He's, he's not going to play linebacker, though. No,
1: yeah, okay. he's, it's, it's, yeah he's not going to, at least yet. Um, no, he's not the quarterback that's changing positions. Yeah, I'm excited to see him, too. Um, that's why I really wanted to see a spring game. I just wanted to see him out there.
2: Yeah, that's probably the most interesting part of the spring game is now that there are so many um there is so much depth and so much excitement about kind of once you get to third and fourth on the depth chart that the spring game was kind of that opportunity where you get to see guys like Johnny Lang who we only got to see here and there, but really not unleashed. Can they wangu get better? And then guy like Matt Leo and even Kamelo Tangamoa who um by all intents and purposes had made massive strides during the off season. So yeah, there's there's more depth on this team than they're probably more good depth, has. more good depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The I, drop I've off. learned that over the years.
0: Having guys is having, one thing. Yeah. Having guys that can play is another.
2: Yeah. yeah. The drop off from one to two and two to three is not as great because we saw it all the time with Iowa State, where their ones could compete with a lot of people. Three injuries later, you were toast. One injury yeah. later, yeah. Yeah, the drop yeah, off from amazing. one to two was horrific.
0: The year we talked about Campos. Yeah, that was a huge loss. Of that the offensive. The biggest line. loss
2: is I always think back. What probably epitomizes it more never is Tom Farniak. Yes, yeah, that's a good one. And there were or, times, a bad where he, one maybe, where to put it. He,
1: they were holding him out, but yet he just ran on the field. What, what game was that? Akron. Akron. Yeah, he just ran onto the field at Akron. He er, would just run onto the field. Yeah. No, was so. it Tulsa? Tulsa. Tulsa. He just ran onto the field, saying, "I'm going in." Just my goodness. You guys, you guys, <laughs> hush! I'm you're going that,
2: in. When you're that big, you can do that.
0: I'm going in, Randy. What are you working on this week? Anything you can uh, kind of tease? From well, us? I,
1: yeah. Well, I yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I I've, Neil Barry got some stuff going there. Okay. Um, um, got some stuff going on 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 Jamie and the Big Twelve coming up for later in the week. And some
0: more juice you got from Templeton as they were it, all sauced they're up, they're all huh? Sauced up. You got them all. You, I love what you did, Randy. Got and them <laughs> drunk and <laughs> got wait the be- wait beans they get back and, and, from the i
1: <laughs> and working on some project stuff that I like to do during, you know, the nickel diamond during the right now huh. and pull it out in august or whenever so
0: tell me what about you man what's uh what's in the what irons are in the fire i'm gonna
2: be uh making a stop at the tailgate tour stop in clear lake and then i've got a story coming up on the iowa state golf team which is playing in ncaa championships this weekend they had pretty uh pretty crazy turnaround
0: uh i i State golf i mean are they a
2: contender no okay. i mean okay. they they could get a you know top 10, you know, top 20 finish, maybe somewhere in there. But, I mean, this is a team that at one point was ranked 88th in the nation, huh. and now it's one of the top 30 teams uh, invited.
0: And
1: let's not forget. Qualified. The, the track team next year, not that I know a whole lot about track, um, but the Southeast Poker.
0: Milani's headed there? Milani's headed oh. to Iowa State. Oh, so, that, <laughs> that be That will be okay. fun.
1: That will be fun.
0: Randy Peterson going to start taking up the Iowa State track beat? Is that what I heard? Okay. All right, glad to hear. Tommy Birch, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for uh, uh, setting up fun ones for us. You coming in Friday for a little while? I'll be there. We're going to do the call-up on Friday. Emery are going to be hanging out. And uh, we'll probably have Mitch stick around with us for a little while also. So we'll do that. It's going to be a short show on Friday. We're only on till 5.55. Cardinals baseball will be sliding up. I'll be back at it again tomorrow afternoon, obviously, at 4 o'clock. Mitch Widmeyer will be in here with us. We will have Hawk Central from 6 to 7 tomorrow night. It's morning rush, 6 a.m., right here here on KXNO.